Today's episode is brought to you by Restaurant.com. With Restaurant.com, you can save at thousands of restaurants across the country with just a few clicks. Their dining deals range from $5 to $100, never expire, and cost you a fraction of face value. Dinner has never been easier with Restaurant.com, used for dine-in, takeout, or delivery. Restaurant.com is offering our listeners 50% off their next purchase by going to www dot restaurant.com slash podcast that's www.restaurant.com slash podcast for 50 percent off your next purchase restaurant.com is the best deal every meal Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And it's another Carolina Panthers win. Three and two, baby. Carolina. Beautiful. I know. Jeez, three in a row. Against the division rival, we buried Atlanta. We probably made their coach get fired. First time since 2014, we win in Atlanta. Matty Ice is crying all the way home. Matty Ice is short. just a puddle on the floor. Ah, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that stat pop up. First win in Atlanta since 2014. It doesn't feel like that long, but man. Yeah, I know we hadn't beaten I, them since 2017, you know, overall. So, yeah. A couple of streaks getting broken here. This felt like not a trap game because I think at 2 and 2, you get, you look at everything. I was going to say, like, we, yeah. But this could have been a game that they came out and kind of, oh, you know, they're 0-4 and kind of mm-hmm. underplayed to them. Luckily, we didn't. They came out. They played strong. They really looked good in the first half. That Great job, guys. There is some work to be done. Another game where not everything hit on all cylinders. But we got the W. We're 3-2. and two, Winning record. First half of the season. This is amazing. This team is blowing my mind. It's awesome. Um, and like you said, excellent first half. Great start to this game. Uh, bad first drive, but after that, it was money for the rest of the first half. Up 20-7, to seven, or was it 20-10 at halftime? And, and you're feel, you're feeling really good, right? I mean. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's two-minute drill at mm-hmm. the end of the second quarter. Oh, man. That yeah. was awesome. That was that's what we never had with Ron Rivera. I was just it about was, to say, Rivera would have ran like, that three times and punted with take, 35 seconds left on the clock and walked in with hoped, a. Hope that we were still up at 13 half-time. 7 yeah. halftime lead. Yep. Nope. We went for the jugular. Well, not the jugular, but we went to go deeper with a lead. And I love that. And Teddy Bridgewater, man, pinpoint accuracy, man. Just. Yeah. Yeah. I, after he had that a Tampa massive, Bay game, massive first half. Like, was yeah. it two hundred and fifty something yards passing? Two hundred and sixty-one. Yeah, and he two touchdowns. He lead. was. I mean, that was a that's a full day for really for Teddy the last few weeks. <laughs> like, that's I, that's a full day. I mean, it's a good day. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was. I think uh, Davis, Mike Davis. Shout out Mike Davis. Mm-hmm. Another great game for him. But in the first half, oh, yeah. I think he was 
like 90 total yards and a touchdown, and he was looking really good. Every, everything was clicking. Everything was clicking in the first half. Second half, you kind of like games like this, right, where you still get the win, but then there's a lot of, you know, nobody's going to get the big head. Nobody's going to feel no. like they just blew out the Falcons. We can win any game because that second half was rough, and there's a lot, to t- a lot of tape to look at, a lot of coaching to be done. So yeah, I like that. Most, Personally, I love that kind of win, especially for a young team like this. You're absolutely right. I felt like they went into halftime all cheery. Yeah, we're up, you know, 27. We've got this. We just did nothing on with the ball. We went, I think it was a three and out right at, when we got the ball in this third quarter. And, I mean, they held the ball that whole third quarter. I think we had like six plays maybe. It was insane, but yeah, luckily were, we were texting back and forth, and you were, you were like, "Why aren't they doing? You know, why does the pass rush suck so much in the second half?" And I was like, "Well, Jerry, they're probably tired. Like they haven't, they haven't gotten off the field <laughs> the entire second yeah. half. You know, the defense. Yeah. I mean, it was it was rough there. <sighs> this, they they need to get more pass rush. They got some in the first half, and in the second half, they just maybe it was because of that, but." I mean, they were just running up the middle, just gaining five, six yards. I, I texted you. I hope they don't realize that they could just run up and down the field on us because they could come back and win this game by just yeah, running the, the ball. The Todd Gurley especially looked really good out there. But you know what? Enough with the negative. We, yeah. can, t- we can talk a little negative later if you want to. But let's talk about this positives here. Teddy Bridgewater, another very good game for the Panthers. 20, 27 of 37, 313 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, no fumbles. No turnovers for Teddy. No turnovers for the Panthers today, actually. Um, Mike Davis, 16 carries, 89 yards. Uh, had another nine receptions for 60 yards and a touchdown. Can we keep this offense when McCaffrey comes back? Because yeah. seriously, this is what we wanted with McCaffrey in there, but McCaffrey was getting one, two targets a game. This, this is way, what we needed with him. As good as Mike Davis is, like McCaffrey is another level of good above that. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, there was a there was a reception I saw him, and I was like, he still picked up like 12, 13 yards yeah. on the reception. But I was I told my wife, I was like, if that was McCaffrey, he could have easily taken that another 20 mm-hmm. yards because he has that second gear, and he could make a guy miss in the open field. Yeah, I saw it on a few runs, too, where Mike Davis, you know, he's got a couple of moves here and there, but... He mainly his main move is just like bowl over you and carry you five yards, which oh, is something McCaffrey that. doesn't do. But McCaffrey will wiggle around you and you know go another fifteen yards down the field. So there were there were a few plays like that. But man, Mike Davis, like you've earned a spot, man. You have uh, earned think, time. I was gonna say I don't think when McCaffrey gets back, he's gonna get that ninety eight percent, that ninety five percent of snaps. Shouldn't. I think it should be seventy. Yeah. I mean, get Mike Davis in there. He's a good bulldozer too, man. Like you said, he's yeah. bulldozing those guys over. Yeah. So um, he, uh, it'll be interesting to see. It's a good problem to have for the Panthers. Oh yeah. Having two, you know, starting caliber running backs. One of them, arguably the best running back in the league. You know, I, I don't. Panthers fans wouldn't argue with it. Other teams' mm-hmm. fans might, but uh, and then Mike Davis is that guy could start for twenty teams in the league easily. Yeah. I mean, the way he's playing, I don't see how you could say he couldn't. Um, just looking more at the stats here, Robbie Anderson had another massive day. Eight receptions for 112 yards. A lot of that and in the one, first half. And one terrific catch. Oh, 
yeah. man. Oh, the that one-hander. Was, <clears throat> yeah. Fighting off. I, yeah. I was almost thinking it was pass interference the way that other guy was I so... I think they were both... I think you could have called it either checking. way if you were going to call it. But yeah, I mean, that was... A, that was might have been... A, that was either his first catch or his second catch. But he had been... They had gone to him several times before that, and he had, just hadn't been able to pull one in. And after that, it was like everything they threw at him, he caught. I mean, it was awesome. Uh, DJ Moore had a, a very a big play uh, in the first half, a 57-yard touchdown, ends up with four receptions for 93 yards. Another day of DJ Moore not having a lot of catches, but having, you know, big plays. And that's what I expected from him and Curtis Samuel, those big play receptions that you know it was a little dump off it was a first down but then all of a sudden you know he turns on the jets he breaks you know breaks yeah. past his guy curtis samuel with a nice key block on the safety touchdown yeah right. it was it was nice it was a nice play he was on the left side he was it looked like a slant play and then he sort of broke out of it and went the other direction just beat his guy easily mm-hmm. um dj moore is what i thought robbie anderson was going to be for the panthers this year He's just the big play guy. And then Robbie Anderson is what I thought DJ Moore was going to be. We're <laughs> getting, you know, seven to 10 catches a game, 100, you know, 100 to 120 yards. So it's interesting that those guys have sort of swapped spots, but it still works, right? I mean, yeah. not complaining. It still works. Uh, big, yeah. Shout out to Curtis Samuel, by the way. You know, we were talking about him a little earlier. He had nine touches in this game, he had seven touches in the first half. You know, you know, I were talking about that at halftime. Um, five catches for 36 yards, four carries for 28 yards, a huge carry uh, towards the end of the game where he got a first down and, you know, really sort of sealed the game for us with that yeah. first down. So big shout out to Curtis Samuel. And he, he had a couple key third down receptions that went yep. for first down that in, in tight coverage. He got it. He got down. He saved himself, but he, he got the ball. That is great. That, yeah. And, uh, and he, that's sort of his role, it seems like, is those big third down key receptions. Mm-hmm. He's, he's I actually Ricky read Pearl. a stat <laughs> that he has 11 third down receptions for first down already this year. Was that and before the game? or That's after this game. Okay, after this game number one in the league currently. So Yeah, it seems like they go to him and, you know, in those opportunities. He always catches the ball, you know, yeah. which is it's really nice to see. I'm glad that he's getting involved in the offense. Um, two sacks for the Panthers today. Brian Burns had one, uh, mm-hmm. I think a couple of plays before he got injured, unfortunately. No, it was the play before it was a sack fumble and Burris decided to try to scoop it up and run, missed mm-hmm. it. And then the lineman got in it and then it was the third down. And that third down is when Brian Burns went out and that, and then, yeah, yeah. That we'll talk sucks. about that. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Uh, Marquise Haynes with the other sack, um, and then you talked about Justin Burris. He did make a bonehead move there. He mm-hmm. certainly made up for it. Oh, yeah. Play of the game. Interception in the end zone. Um, Matt Ryan th- trying to throw to Russell Gage. And Burris just got had position. Yeah. Burris I mean, had a perf- great textbook play. Great coverage. Don't know what Matt Ryan was thinking throwing that ball. I guess trying to be a hero. But, yeah. I mean, Burris had a great position on it. And he came down with it, which... It hit him in the numbers. I hope he did, but good job. I mean, that was. <laughs> well, I mean, he was there. You know, he made yeah. the play. So, <laughs> like I said, he had great, great coverage. I mean, yep, definitely a questionable pass by Ryan. But uh, 
Yeah, looking at the Falcons, Matt Ryan, kind of a pedestrian day, 21-37, 226, and an interception, uh, sacked twice, as I said. Todd Gurley, massive day, 14 carries, 121 yards, and a touchdown. Looked like the old Todd Gurley. Yeah. Uh, Calvin Ridley always kills the Panthers, eight receptions, 136 yards. And uh, Todd Gurley also added four carries for 29 yards. So I think Gurley had 150 total yards on the day, and Mike Davis had 149 total yards on the day. So, hey, anytime you can beat uh, Todd Gurley or match Todd Gurley in play, not a bad day because Todd Gurley is one of the best. At least he has been in the past. I was going to say, I don't know if he's one of the best currently. Uh, He he played like it today. Yeah. He uh, really did, and got Pan- a handoff to him. But yeah, Panthers' run defense regressed today. It seemed like mm-hmm. uh, unfortunate, and and I sort of was talking to you about this earlier, but I think the coaches are going to go back and look at this game, and they're going to show the linebackers. You know, to hear Whitehead a couple of times did it, and Shaq did it once, where they're just not they're not running to cut off the runner; they're trying to chase the runner down. Like, just take a different angle and, and cut the runner yeah. off, you know. Uh, I, I don't know, but definitely going to have to shore that up. We've got some good running teams coming in the schedule coming up. So, But, hey, three and two. Not much three negative we can say. I mean, yeah. I did not expect us to be where we're at in the season with the Panthers playing as well on a three-game winning streak. Mm-hmm. Just – I mean, we're really knocking down our secondary. The way we're scheming is just don't give up the big pass plays. Let's keep them in front. And it's, it's coaching, working. man. It's coaching. Like Matt Rule and, and the coaching staff is putting together good game plans. The guys are going out there and executing them. And I can't, I can't say enough about Matt Rule. I think he is, he is the guy. Like He was the perfect coach for this team. Oh, absolutely. I he's it blew my mind that we are where we are. He now has three wins in the NFL. In his first season at Temple, <laughs> he had two wins. In his first season at Baylor, he had one win. He has more wins in the NFL in the first five games than he did at either stop as his previous head coaching. I mean, yeah. that's just impressive. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean <laughs> You know, we, we we talked about in the preseason that it looked like the offense was ready. Like, the offense mm-hmm. was borderline playoff team offense. The defense was what we were really worried about. Now, the defense has really stepped up the last few games. I mean, the defense, oh. you know, the offense today, we only scored 23 points. Defense held a very talented offensive Falcons team who was putting up 30 points pretty consistently the first few games of the season, to 16. And really it was 13. They got a kind of a garbage field goal at the very end there. I mean, I, hats off. Dan Quinn, I get, I get what you were doing. I that was it. a smart play. That... Last last coaching decision he'll make for the Falcons. Most likely. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make you feel a little bit better, too, that the fact that we may have just made Dan Quinn get fired? Yeah, I saw somebody tweet out earlier that at Baylor, Matt Rule uh, caused Cliff Kingsbury to get fired after a loss, <laughs> and now we've got Dan Quinn is probably going to get fired after this loss. So he's the angel of death 
is what they're calling him. <laughs> well, to be fair, he didn't beat them four times earlier in the season to go zero and four in coming into this game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. We uh, I think both of us were sort of surprised that Dan Quinn was still the coach of this team heading into yeah. Week Five. Um, but yeah, the Falcons zero and five now, and they sort of look hopeless. Poor Falcons. <sighs> No, not poor Falcons. <laughs> nah, I have nah. no problem. We, we could care but, less about you, Falcons. Now I'm just worried that they're going to somehow magically grab like Trevor Lawrence in the first round. Of- <laughs> oh, they're going to have we'll to have- beat the uh, Jets for that first number one overall pick. And the Jets looked even worse than the Falcons today. So don't have much worry about that. Um, I am kind of glad that, uh, you know, it always seems like whenever a coach fire or whenever a team fires a head coach, like the next few games, that team rallies and. They pull off some victories. So I'm sort of glad that we got Dan Quinn at the tail end rather than whoever's going to take over for him, you know, at the uh, yeah. first of their tenure. Because I assume the Falcons will probably win next week. I don't know who they play, but. Well, s- supposedly the team rallied around Dan Quinn, was trying to win one for him yeah. so he, he could keep his job. So, I mean, that can go either way. I mean, the Bri- Bill O'Brien was the complete opposite where they're right. just like, yeah, we don't want this <laughs> were, guy. It's almost but like supposedly they were losing. Dan Quinn, they were trying. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know much about Dan Quinn as a person or as a coach. Like, I don't know if he's a good coach uh, for the, like a good player coach or not. But I don't think he's a very good football coach, or at least he's uh, worn think, out his welcome. We'll I say think that. he. I think after a certain time, some coaches are just. It's time for them to move on. Yeah, and Ronald he made Vera it to a Super Bowl. Here. Ron was, Rivera had that here this year. Yeah, I mean, or true. last yeah. year. That's right. Yeah, Ron Rivera's a good coach. I mean, Dan Quinn, you know, you made it to a Super Bowl and you should have won the Super Bowl if you would just run the ball a few times, you know, in the <laughs> second half. <laughs> uh, hashtag 28-3. Um, what else we got here, Jerry? Um, I want to, before we move on too mm-hmm. much from the offense, the O-line. Hats off. No sacks given up. Opened yep. up holes in the running game. I really didn't see Teddy Bridgewater get in that much trouble today. Um, maybe one or two times where he kind of got hurried, but then he would scramble out of it. Mm-hmm. So hats off to those guys, man. Keeping him clean. Just really great job there. Yeah. Akung um, was back today. Uh, went out for a play or two with, you know, we didn't know what it was, but he came right back in, so he's he's fine. So, yeah, the ESPN credits them with three, uh, the Falcons with three QB hits. I think I remember one of them, so maybe the other two weren't that great. But, um, yeah, awesome job for the offensive line. Um, another shout-out to uh, my boy Joey Sly. Three for three on field goals, two for two extra points. You know, when you win by a touchdown, every you know every field goal matters. So, good job yeah, by absolutely. him. And they all looked they all looked perfect. So Yeah. Uh, that last one, I was, I was so nervous on that last one to get up by 10 i was like yeah. if he shanks this this easy for an nfl kicker yeah i happens. was gonna be so upset I it was... happens yeah but yeah he, he it was right down the middle so yep. uh, a little bit concerned with our kick returner uh he's sort of all over the place today farrah cooper mm-hmm. uh lost a few yards on a punt you know you don't want those guys to try to do too much because when they try to do too much, sometimes they can make mistakes. So, you know, Pharaoh, it's okay just to run up straight, you know, catch the ball and just run straight up the field. You don't have to go backwards. You don't have to go sideline to sideline. Uh, let's just hold on to the ball. 
which he did, you know, but, um, I don't know. Any other stats or plays you'd like to talk about before we sort of move on? Uh, go looking through my notes. Uh, Obata had a couple nice plays towards the, uh, end of the second quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he made, he made a good hit on Matt Ryan and he made a good stop and, and had a couple pressures there. I just wanted to say good job to him. I know he kind of has been invisible and I saw that kind of step out towards that end. And then that kind of gave us that second two minute drill right before give a shout out. Yeah. Yeah. Good shout out. I definitely noticed him as well. Um, and let's talk a little bit about why maybe he did have some more play time today because we did not come out of this game unscathed, unfortunately. No. Uh, we've got some injuries to deal with here. So cornerback Dante Jackson, defensive end Brian Burns, defensive tackle Kwan Short, and defensive end Etor Grossmatos all were injured during this game and did not return. Dante was in the first series. hit. <sighs> He had a, yeah. He was dealing with that toe injury all week, and he tried to go. And I guess one play, he was like, "Nope." Yeah, and they had to cart him off the field, like, uh, or not off field, but you know, cart him off the sidelines. So that's a bummer. Um, Burns, it looked like a concussion. Now his brother tweeted out that he told him it was not a concussion. No, I've heard it is a concussion. I think it's already been reported he's in concussion protocol now. Yeah, I mean, it definitely looked like a concussion to me. So. Yeah. Uh, and he just laid there like he was dead. I mean, a classic concussion looked like. Yeah. Uh, and then Gross Matos had a, an ankle injury, but it, I saw I heard that he came back in, but maybe he maybe it was only for a play or two. I don't know. From what I'm reading from Panthers.com, he did not return. Okay. And then K1 Short, unfortunately, a shoulder, which mm-hmm. is what kept him out all of last year. I don't know if it's the same shoulder or the same type of injury or not, but that's definitely going to be one to keep an eye on because – and the, de- the the run defense was bad today. And uh, although I will say that a lot of those girly runs were to the outside. So away from the defensive tackles. I, I don't know. I remember that touchdown run. He ran, scampered for like 30 yards. Yeah. That The middle of that lane, that left side just opened a wide crevice for him to run through. So Yeah. And, you know, this defense is so young. Like you're just going to, you're going to have games like this and we're just, you know, we're lucky that our offense was good enough to, to you know, play better than the Falcons' offense. Yeah, uh, Jeremy Chin, another solid outing, nine yeah. tackles. Yep, six solo. Yep, very good. Shaq Thompson, ten tackles. Though, like I said, I did see him miss on uh, a, a, quite a few of those Todd Gurley runs. And Russell Douglas, up and down day to day for him. Eight tackles, which is a lot for your corner. You don't really mm-hmm. like to see your corner with a ton of tackles. And And get beat by Calvin Ridley a couple times where it was just like, oh, you just took the wrong angle. You're in a zone, but Ridley ran right by you and you didn't drop back enough to. Yeah, the whole defense seemed to be off today, Uh, but Mm -hmm. you definitely saw Rasul. You saw uh, Calvin Ridley catching the ball around Rasul a lot. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Calvin Ridley, every time he plays the Panthers, he has a good game. I don't care who's on him. You know, it could be James Bradbury the last couple of years, Dante Jackson. I mean, you wonder how with Jack, Dante Jackson going out, how that's going to, or how that did affect this game because Kevin really is pretty fast and Dante Jackson's fast and could have, you know, once you see Russell Douglas not being able to handle him, maybe you throw Dante Jackson on him and it changes yeah. things a little bit. 
I don't know. Um, Trey Boston didn't have a great game either. Definitely left a lot of uh, that Calvin Ridley over-the-top stuff. Sort of let yeah. it go. So, well, Continuing his sort of bad play. Dante but. Jackson went down and Troy Pride stepped in. And honestly, I didn't see Troy Pride really get beaten in coverage that much. I mean, I'm sure there was times where I just kind of missed it, but I didn't see much. I did see him help in the run game a couple times, getting some good tackles. So hats off for coming off the bench, you know. Yeah, rookies. I mean, outs, outside of Calvin Ridley and Todd Gurley, they did nothing. I mean, mm-hmm. Russell Gage, two catches, 16 yards. Uh, Olamad Zacchaeus, I'm sure somebody knows how to say that name. I don't. One catch <laughs> for 13 yards, and that was early in the game. Uh, Hayden Hurst was terrible. Now, I will say <clears throat> that the Panthers got lucky because oh, yeah. the Falcons dropped – quite a few easily catchable balls that could have changed uh, the outcome of some of those drives. So sometimes yeah. you're good, sometimes you're lucky. And today there was there were quite a few times that we were lucky. There was actually in the second quarter, here's one of my notes, we're uh, down 3-7. Two drops, forces a punt. Thank God they can't catch. And then <laughs> says, only rushing three on these third downs is really bad. That was interesting, right? Because... Even the announcers were talking about that, you know, where the Panthers were only rushing three a lot early in this game. Mm-hmm. And then I noticed as the game went on, they were rushing four and even throwing a couple of blitzes in there. But yeah, well, that was that was weird. It was almost like, I mean, and that could be very well why Todd Gurley was getting so many yards is we yeah. were dropping, you know, eight guys into coverage. I don't know if that's like their game plan against pocket passers or what, because I feel like we weren't weren't doing that last week or the week before. It feels like we were having more pressure like blitzes in this Mm -hmm. game. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Things to work on, but three and two. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we're the perfect type of three and two. Like we've, we've beaten some decent teams, you know, Arizona was, thought of pretty highly coming into this Mm -hmm. season and they won today by convincing of course they play the jets but um atlanta was thought of highly and had atlanta was thought of highly and they have a good offense i mean they didn't show it today but they have a good offense and then the chargers you know they're kind of up and down but they have a lot of skilled players on that team so yeah we haven't beaten cupcakes i mean you could maybe say the falcons were a cupcake just because they're Oh, and four, yeah, Yeah. oh, and five now. But, yeah, I mean, we held them to 16 points. We're knocking this defense that held them to 16 points. Mm -hmm. Two weeks, three weeks ago, before the Chargers game, we would not have said that. Holding any team to 16 points at that point would have been mind-shattering. Not only only would have been great, but it would have won us those two games. (laughs) Yeah, but, I mean, this is insane. Like, the the steps this team has already taken Mm -hmm. is light years where I thought they would be. And... Hopefully we continue to feed on this. They are getting better week after week. Yes, yeah. this week their run game or run defense took a step back, but that's to be expected. Exactly. Like we said, the young defense, you know, a first time NFL defensive coordinator, like these these they're learning steps. This is a learning process. Mm-hmm. And if you can learn and win at the same time, then that's great. <laughs> and that's what we're doing. So uh, just kind of looking at the overall stats here. I mean, 437 total yards for the Panthers today. Like, 
this offense is as advertised. It's good. Oh, yeah. We just need to score the ball. You know, three three short field goals for Joey Sly again today. They were all within 30 yards. So punch that ball into the end zone when you're in the red zone. Yeah, Joe Brady needs to go tinkering with his red zone offense because it's, it's not working. So yeah, just need um, to go tweak a few things there, buddy. What did you think about uh, – there was – was it in the third quarter maybe? It was a fourth and four, and we were right around midfield, and they punted. They lined up for it to you know try to draw them off sides, and then they decided to punt. Did you think that that was a good plan? Because we had sort of lost some momentum at that point. And I was kind of hoping that they would have they would have gone for we, it. We, I think we were up by 20, 2010 in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I do have a note saying that we are so close to field goal range. Sucks that we have to punt yeah. here. So I think I think that was a smart decision. To I punt? mean, I think trying to draw them all sides was the right call. Have Teddy Bridgewater. Because he, he's been able to get people to jump. Speaking of which, mm-hmm. he got our left guard to jump a couple times this game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I, I have no problem with that decision because at that point we were up by two scores, and if you get don't make that, you're giving them at the half, you know, forty five, you know, yeah, quickly they can get a field goal there. I, I like that call. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I think I, I wouldn't have minded them going for it. I definitely did not like the third down play that they had done before that, which. If I remember, uh, was a bootleg, and Teddy just mm. threw the ball, you know, six or seven yards before the first down marker. Well, when I actually saw uh, DJ Moore running, that was a different to be play. Open. No, I think it was the I think it was that third no, down because... play right before. The, no, not that play. Not not oh, that play okay. where DJ Moore was wide open, wide wide oh, okay. open. Uh, but there was that. This was that third down play, and DJ Moore he was you know as open as. Mike Davis was, but further down the field. So I would have liked to have seen something happen there. But hey, I mean, we can nitpick. You can nitpick every play. I guess. I was gonna say, I think that that play because we used it quite often, mm-hmm. where it's a a play action. Yeah, it worked but Mike a couple Davis of times. Goes out, yeah. and when we did it, I was like, this is like the fourth time we've done this. Yeah. I mean, I know it worked a couple times, but try something a little bit different. I figured they were gonna catch it again. Yeah, third and they did. Time. They stopped at that time. So, uh, but you know, if that's all we have to to nitpick, then <laughs> I'm I'm perfectly happy with this game. You Anytime know. you get a W, you're happy. It's another with the underdog game. win for the Panthers. Their you know third third game in a row where we were not favored to win. How are we not favored to win this game? I mean, that's just. I know we it's discussed insulting. it. It's insulting. It was insulting. <laughs> and we're gonna be um. Underdogs next week, most likely too, against the Bears. I mean, Bears are four and one, so yeah. Is that is that a home game or is that in Chicago? Uh, I am not sure on that. That is a home game, so I don't know. Maybe if they are favored, if the Bears are favored, it won't be my much. Um, heroes and zeros. Heroes and zeros. For my hero, I'm going to go ahead and start out and say there's many heroes on this team. But I'm going to give it... A team full of heroes. 
offensively, like the whole offense deserves yeah. heroes, but I'm going to give it to Teddy Bridgewater. I okay. feel like that first half, he looks so sharp and so precise. It was awesome. And then he did it again. Uh, he just, great job, man. Yeah. I mean, you're Teddy not. Teddy is it, better than advertised. Yeah, and he's starting to throw a little bit deeper, and he made a couple deeper passes, and I like that. Mm-hmm. Good job. Yeah, great job. Um, well, I'm going to give mine to who I feel is the actual hero of the game is Justin Burris. Okay. He made yeah, the I, play. He made the hero play. Uh, he he. I mean, the the Falcons had all the momentum at that point, and they were mm-hmm. going to score whether it was a, a touchdown or a field goal. They were going to score. So he made the play of the game with that interception. Yeah. Allowed the offense to get the ball back. The offense was able to take a ton of time off the clock and head down the field. And Mike Davis, you know, shout out to Mike Davis, probably could also be the hero easily in this yep. game. So uh, co-heroes for me, Mike Davis and Justin Burris. <laughs> I believe I actually texted you in that drive because they were just marching down. I was like, yeah. one of these defensive players needs to step up and make a play. Yeah, and then I texted you back. Something. I texted you back. I was like, there's your play, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So you told me that you did have some zeros in this game. Mm-hmm. So let's hear one of them. I was just going to go with our rush defense. I'm not going to call yeah. one particular player out. Um, but rush defense, man, come on. You've got to get a little bit sharper than 25 carries, 166 yards. And they somehow consider Matt Ryan one carry minus one. So Yeah, I'm going to – Um, I know I pick on him – Ian Thomas is my zero. He just he had an opportunity for a catch and for a first down in the game early, and it would have been a big play, and he missed it. And it was a catchable ball, and that was his only target of the game. Manhurts didn't get a target. I mean, they're just I know they're they're not using the tight end. I I can't tell if Ian Thomas is a great blocker. I hope he is because otherwise, why are you even on the team, man? Like. This is not what the what Ian Thomas was sold to me as. No, I yeah, there's no excuse for him dropping that pass. That was yeah. that was in the breadbasket, and it just like when you through. get the opportunity, because he doesn't get a ton of targets. So mm-hmm. when you get those opportunities, you got to make you got to make the catch, even if it's a little bit of a tough catch. And I don't blame Teddy for not going back to him, at all. So. I mean, he didn't have to. I mean, that yeah. that's one of the benefits of us having three really good receivers out there. I mean, and a receiving uh, running back. Yeah. I mean, just don't need a tight end. It'll be interesting what they do in the offseason. I mean, looking far, far ahead, yeah, obviously, yeah. if they want to go out, find another tight end, or draft one. That I think they they'll – yeah, I think they'll, they'll have to. Uh, one of those two things has to happen. Um, all right. Anything else that we want to talk about here before we take a break? Uh, no, that's it for me. I just want to say that this has been an, an excellent few weeks of sports for me. The Panthers have been winning. My Braves are in the NLCS. Chase Elliott won today, the race, in Charlotte. This has just been, you know, I, can't, I have no complaints about sports right now. <laughs> you know, other than like... The Titans trying to ruin the NFL season. But other than that, things have been going great. Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> All right, well, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we're going to take a look around the NFC South with our battle for the NFC South crown.
we're back. We're going to actually bring back one of our old segments from last year. Battle for the NFC South crown. With that win today, Carolina Panthers improved to 3-2 and two to tie for the lead of the NFC South with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 3-2 and two as well. Atlanta Falcons last at 0-5, while New Orleans plays on Monday night against the L.A. Chargers and are sitting at 2-2. Two and two. So if they lose, the Panthers will be just tied with the Bucs. If they win, it'll be a three-way tie. Now, you got to also remember that this playoffs, there's going to be seven teams making it. So per, even per, if we, per conference. Per conference, yes. Yeah. So if we don't get the South crown, we could still make the playoffs as a wild card. But let's get that crown, guys. Any let's comments? get that crown, baby. And uh, also, Michael Thomas is not playing tomorrow night. So, ah, uh, yes, the, uh, there the, was an uh, altercation with a uh, another player during practice today, and now he's not playing him. It kind of curious on what happened. Yeah, I'd like to know a little more about that. Um, I will say that as of right now, if the season stopped today, the Panthers mm-hmm. would make the playoffs as yes, the seventh seed because they yes. win the tiebreaker over Arizona. Which, that's a huge win for, against Arizona because that mm-hmm. is a team that we will be probably scrapping for that final playoff spot for. Uh, Chicago is another one who we're playing next week. They are yeah. currently in the sixth position in the playoffs. So if we yeah, beat them, one. yeah, if we beat them, then we would jump ahead of them as well with the tiebreaker. So big game next week, man. I mean, who would have thought six games in the season would be saying that it's a huge game for the Panthers because. For playoff seating, I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, we still have the the NFC South division now. We can still win this. Yeah, this is not out of the realm. We lost one game to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Tampa Bay is not gelling as well as they I thought they would. I mean, they lost last week to mm-hmm. a Chicago team. That Chicago's dangerous because Nick Foles could be a superstar. Or he can be a career backup. It really depends dud. on. Yeah, it's. Yeah. You never know which Nick Foles you're going to get. And that defense is scary good. <clears throat> yeah, well, they, they have playmakers on that defense for sure. They've been a little. Uh, we're stepping on our, uh, our preview a little bit, but the defense has been a little underwhelming this year. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm looking forward to that game. I think. Uh, I mean, the Panthers have a great shot at winning it, honestly. Oh, yeah. I do too. I, I think, I think we the have Panthers' fighters. offense is is better than Tampa's offense right now. I yeah, a hundred percent. If this Panthers team play face the Buccaneers, I would I would be curious on who wins it. I'm gonna be very interested where we're at at the end of the season when we play them again. Yeah, when do we play them again? We play them again on November fifteenth, so five weeks from from now so uh yeah that uh that'll be an interesting game so i think that the panthers i mean as long as they keep playing like this they're gonna flex some of our games we're gonna have more primetime games i think towards the end of the season uh you know as of right now we only have the one against the falcons again by the way in a couple of weeks that's uh the thursday before halloween we will be playing on thursday night so I mean, we got Chicago here, then we go to the Saints, then Falcons here, mm-hmm. and then we go to Kansas City, then the Bucks come here. So, I mean, we 
We've got kind of a uh, big stretch coming up for we need to make up continue our winning ways. Yeah, this is going to be important next, you know, four or five weeks uh, because there are some winnable games there and then there are some games that are measuring stick games. Yeah. Where you see how you stack up against some of the better teams because I can't imagine that they're going to hold Michael Thomas out of a divisional game against the Panthers in a couple oh, of weeks. Oh no, he's going to be playing. <laughs> So, and that, that and the Saints haven't been clicking either. So right, yeah. the teams that everybody expected to easily walk away with a division, and even the Falcons were predicted to at least compete. You know, mm-hmm. there a lot of, of people those... had the Falcons win in the division because they thought that the quarter the other quarterbacks were too old. Mm-hmm. But now, I mean, the Panthers are like the, the by far the youngest team in the division. Man, the future is so bright for the Panthers. Oh, yeah. We're already looking so good. And the other teams are going to age out. If they're not aging out this year, it'll be within the next year or so. I mean, and we're going to be, we're going to own this division for several years. Yeah. If, if things continue to go the, this way, and Matt Rule, Matt Rule is just dominating coaching wise. Mm-hmm. He already looks like a veteran. He's outsmarting some of these coaches that have been coaching. I feel like he outcoached Dan Quinn today. I mean, the, the team just looked better coached. Yeah. Same thing, uh, Arizona, same thing. Yep. I mean, just better coaching. Yep. Oh, we already know he's a better coach than Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, true. We know that for sure. Uh, and well, he got him win. fired before in Baylor, so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, Robbie Anderson, is. I mean, he's going to have over, uh, let's see, did he quite make it? He's going to have almost 500 yards receiving in the first five games. I think he's going to be a couple yards short. So just, phew, we, we haven't had an uh, – they showed a stat in the game. We have not had a receiver this prolific, I think, ever. I think it was the most yards as a receiver. Yeah. Or most receptions total. Mm-hmm. Not, uh, not yards. As the Panthers in the first four games. So, And he only added to that because he had eight again today. So, Yeah, great yeah, signing. Well, huge, huge. I mean, the you know, Marty Herney did a great job in the offseason. Honestly. Yeah. Like they did what they need, they wanted to do. They got rid of a lot of veterans. They brought in some young guys. Had a great draft. Then they played the waiver wire well and got Russell Douglas in here. Mm-hmm. I mean, just hats off, man. Signed Marty Teddy Herney. Bridgewater. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater's doing great. Yeah. Uh, Robbie Anderson. Uh, we we love that signing when it happened because for what we got him for is just mm-hmm. amazing. You I and mean, I you were. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say you and I were assuming that they were going to cut Mike Davis because he made money and we didn't see mm-hmm. anything from him last year. And they saw something, they kept him and look at look at how good he's been. Oh, I yeah. mean, just personnel decisions on par. I mean, we can't you can't fault him for Luke Keekley retiring. That's the only negative from this offseason. Yeah, and in my, in my opinion. And we I believe that was strictly a health decision by him. Mhm. Of course it was, yeah. So, uh, I will say Graham Gano looking pretty good. For the Giants, he had three 50-yard field goals in a row <laughs> for them today. <laughs> so, congrats to uh, to you on your 0-5 Giants team, Grant Gano. Yeah, they still lost. But to, to, to Andy be Dalton fair, and the Cowboys. To to be fair, the refs did call back two Giants touchdowns on mm. some very very light calls. Very questionable. So you know the, yeah, you always got to play the refs when you. Play the Cowboys. Just know yep, that. Especially in Dallas. Yep. Oh, man. Uh, uh, just quick 
quick look around the league here. Any surprises? The Browns are four and one for the first time since Bill Belichick was their head coach. That's that that's a long time ago. Kevin so Stefanski, man, that was a solid signing. I mean, that was somebody that we, you know, were high on mm-hmm. during the Panthers coaching search. Um, Houston won for the first time, so Bill O'Brien leaves. Houston wins. Congrats to Houston. Romeo Cannell is the oldest winning coach of all time in the head coach. Is he? I didn't see that. Yeah. Wow. I, which I, shocked me. I thought uh, Pete Carroll was older, but guess not. Hmm. Um. Anything else? No. Oh, uh, Las Vegas beat Kansas City 40-32. to 32. Pretty high-scoring game there. And we could go ahead and mention Dak Prescott is probably out for the season. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say it's a broken ankle or leg or something. When your foot's Whatever pointing it was. the other direction yeah. is not good. And it's not funny, but t- Tony Romo was like, oh, you just hope it's a cramp. When they were showing like his leg turned completely 90 I degrees <laughs> from where it was supposed to be. I was like, come on, Tony. Like You can diagnose a play call three calls away and... You can't tell that this guy's got some sort of horrific thing happening to his leg. My wife was like, well, I thought it was a cramp. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. That, that's A cramp may also be involved, but this is <laughs> way worse than a cramp. I did like Jason Garrett running out there and saying hi. I mean, or not saying hi, but, you know, checking yeah, in yeah, on him. Yeah. Well, you know, Jason Garrett's a good guy. He's just a bad coach. Um. Another surprise to me today, the Dolphins just absolutely destroyed San Francisco. In San Francisco, 43-17. And Garoppolo's back. So my question, Nick Mullins, is, is he Well, Garoppolo start- got pulled. Oh, he, he got did? got pulled, at, I think, at halftime. So Bethard, I think, came in. Is Nick Mullins gone? Uh, I don't know their roster by heart, but C.J. Bethard is... Is the guy that came in. So and he looked mm. okay. He was, had a touchdown, no interceptions. So mm. yeah, uh, I mean Raheem Mostert also came back for them today. So <clears throat> and he looked good. That was just a beatdown. I, I don't know. Um, don't know what happened there. But uh, San Francisco is two and three right now. That's another team that will probably be in the wild card mix uh, come later in the season. I think that's about it. I don't think I have anything else uh, really that I wanted to go over. I don't either, man. The Panthers are tied for the division lead. Yes, sir. So excited. Uh, We want to go ahead and thank everybody for listening. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at meowmixpodcast.com. You can follow us on YouTube as well. Just check us out, Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. Uh, We will be back on Thursday, right? Thursday with our... <laughs> we'll be back <laughs> yeah we'll be back on Thursday for the Carolina Panthers versus Chicago Bears preview this is a fun one uh, my uh, father-in-law is a massive Bears fan so this will be this will be a fun game to uh, to watch I might actually have to go over there and watch it with him but uh, yeah man we'll be back then and hey until then everybody celebrate the win three in a row for the Panthers nothing to feel bad about right now. No. Nothing to feel bad about if you're a Panthers fan. Uh, stay safe out there, and until Thursday, keep pounding. <laughs>